0: Hello and welcome to Elise Coffee Talks, new season, the podcast about self-development, health and spirituality. I am Ophelia Banero, your host. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back, Mathilde. Thank you for Hi. spending some time with me and us. <laughs> Loving it. Um, me too. It's a lot of fun. We finished the first podcast talking about visualizing abundance and your next love or whatever you want and having the vibration equalizing the, I don't know how to talk anymore.
1: Yeah, to keep a a high vibration because it's, the idea is like, it's kind of not enough to just wish for something. You have to cultivate a high vibration which would mean feel the joy of already having it the gratitude of already having it so you can really feel in your every cells that your heart your whatever part of your body your mind is really open to welcome whatever you want in your life which is very different from just wishing it and kind of praying for it (laughs) Uh, it's yeah. so a little bit different.
0: And then you also said, uh, but you got to feel worthy of it. Otherwise, it doesn't
1: work either. Yes. I meet a lot of people that, that are questioning uh, if, if the law of attraction, because that's kind of what we're talking about, manifestation mm-hmm. is really working or, or not. And I would say it's simple, but it's not that easy meaning that okay first you want to know what you really want and it it seems crazy but you can't imagine how many people i meet how many clients i have that basically have never asked themselves Mm -hmm. what do they really want going back to first podcast for that like what is it that you really (laughs) desire if you don't ask yourself the question nothing's gonna happen you need a goal. And so allow yourself to really feel into it and not choosing a goal from your brain, Feel it with your heart, what makes you happy. Even if it looks weird and you've never tried it before, you want to manifest the experience, go for it. Allow yourself to wish it. And so then cultivate a high vibration. And most of the people are having a hard time like creating this vibe that they are having it because stuff is coming up, resistance fear, uh, feeling of unworthiness, uh, not deserving it. And then what do we do? (laughs) It's like, it gets in the way of Mm -hmm. your wish and the power of really Mm -hmm. like getting it. So that in general uh, is a call to deeper work. So um, it's interesting that we started with like high vibration and, you know, happy-go-lucky thing. But what Mm -hmm. I'd like to to share with people is that there is nothing that I created in my life without going deep in my shadows, in my fears, Mm -hmm. in my discomfort, Mm -hmm. uh, getting to know all these parts of me that are reacting that feel they are not worthy or whatever and kind of negotiate with them. Then with this very uncomfortable work, I can move forward. Yeah. But if you keep refusing to go deeper and look at what's resisting your happiness, your love, your whatever, yeah, maybe it's not going to work. Yeah. And you do
0: that with your clients as well. You go into that. Yeah, vibe. mostly.
1: Because I think mm-hmm. to create a high vibe, they don't really need me most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, there's just nothing to do complicated, it's good. But <laughs> yes, or, or they would come to me actually with this struggle. Like, I know what I have to do, but I just can't. Mm. Which is okay. We, we haven't been trying to do that. And some people were just raised in a way that they felt so unheard. Uh, their desires were not met in childhood yeah. or things like that. So they don't allow themselves to wish. They don't allow the, mm. themselves to uh, get whatever and they keep self-sabotaging.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So here I come to, to do the deeper work uh, with people that are not already set
0: So you go into childhood most of the time with
1: them? We go in lots of places. Uh, Childhood is a big one. And I would say it's quite foundational in my work. Mm -hmm. uh, Because if we don't have a look at the messaging we got as a child, it's hard to build above that. It's like you want something quite uh, stable Mm -hmm. and, and clear. build on top of that if the childhood thing is not really looked at we're missing something so i like to start with this but then it can be so many things and um for a lot of people i work on um helping them to get more comfortable with feeling their emotions because most of the time when we for example you want a new job you want a new career you have so much fear inside your body. You have mm-hmm. so much resistance. Mm-hmm. And even though you know it with your head, it's too scary to go inside and feel the emotions. So it's like I'm holding my client's hand to go there and help them know that it's safe to feel that. So you don't, you don't have to be fearless. Fearless doesn't exist. So if you wait till you don't have fear anymore to do something, mm-hmm. you're not going to do anything. Or uh, you're really mental. It's like a brain disease or issue. (laughs) If you don't have fear, it's not normal. You you should be concerned about it. So what you want to do is to be able to walk and move forward with your fear. But to do that, you need to make your body, and I'm talking about the body again, because trauma, it's in the body. It it creates like automatic reactions that are making you freeze. So you just can't Mm. get on this scene Uh, you just can't write this Instagram post because your body is just stuck so what I help my clients to do is go and visit the fear breathe in it calm the nervous system so you can really realize body mind and spirit that you can survive this experience of fear Mm -hmm. and we do that with lots of emotions and from there you actually realize that fear and excitement can be together in your body Mm -hmm. and when you can be calm enough with both then you can move forward nice so easy <laughs> I mean yes it's, it's it's easier than than it looks um, it's just hard to go there by yourself mm-hmm. uh, and it's not because I mean yourself I mean myself I've been trained for a while to just go and be with these uncomfortable emotions. But it's not something we've been trained. We've been trained to repress our own emotions. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, sadness and crying, which is quite common. We don't want to feel it. We want to avoid it because most of the time it feels like a hole in your heart or in your chest. And it's so nasty. But when you actually allow yourself to go there in a safe space, breathe into it, realizing that this hole that you feel is not going to swallow you and you can actually be with it, it disappears. Or it eases. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't disappear. And I would say the main goal is not always to make it disappear. That's the tendency we have. I feel this part of me that is always, always really scared of judgment I don't want it out anymore. I've tried to kick out this part of me so many times. It doesn't work. So now it's more a relationship of, oh, I know you. (laughs) I know this voice. I know you by heart. It's okay, we are safe. And even if people hate us, we're going to survive. Mm -hmm. And then this part of me would be like, "Mm -hmm." (sighs) okay, but it's not going anywhere. If I try to kick it out, It's coming back even bigger, even stronger. It needs to be heard. When I hear it, acknowledge it, and I negotiate with it, same. I can move forward with it. Nobody's going anywhere. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And how do you do with people who don't feel? Do you have those kind of clients?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because same, like... We're not uh, for for some people, we're I mean, we're just not used to it. You've been a yoga teacher. How many times have you seen people completely outside of their bodies? Same, <laughs> It's scary to feel yeah. things. It's yeah. very scary. So it's very welcome. So we start from scratch with these people. So same, with breath and just like remind them to be in presence with whatever is. Uh, teaching them set, step by step to make the difference in between the voice in their mind that is already jumping and just go back to your body. So I have many clients like that. So I would start with like, okay, I I, I listen to the story because I need a context and, and everybody needs to be heard. Yeah. And once we're done with the story, I'm gonna ask people like, how do you feel about that? And not feeling with your brain, but just like really close your eyes and tell me about sensations and that makes the shift one step at a time it doesn't come in one session but I would ask them to start with sensations don't tell me about what you feel the emotions tell me how it feels in your body if they say Mm -hmm. sadness if they said anger I'm just okay how do you know it's anger in your body
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I'd be like I know it okay can you describe (laughs) in terms of sensations Mm -hmm. as accurately as you can because it's not easy what anger feels like and then you know we learn to make the difference inside the body in between mm-hmm. sensations okay mm-hmm. what does openness feel like and like eh, what it feels like open <laughs> hey, <laughs> tell me about the sensations and some people would be like hmm, it, it's like my ribs are going open and I feel some tingling in my chest okay that's openness for you what does frustration look like actually it feels contracted okay that's it and then we elaborate on that but it takes a little bit of time and training not always time actually for some people it's just like you know something is shifting between i allow myself to actually feel in my body and i get really curious and spontaneous about it and for some people it's going to take a little bit more time just to feel safe to connect and Yeah, yeah. Recognize the sensation.
0: And, f- and if people uh, experience a lot of trauma in their past?
1: I'm not a specialist because I was trauma-informed in my training, and so I'm not a trauma specialist. But what I know is that trauma is in the body. So you need to find a therapist that is going to allow you to visit your trauma through the body reactions. So you need specialists I would say and people that were really trying to do that because I've seen practitioners and people having like horrible experiences being actually re-traumatized uh, by by the teachers or whoever they were seeing for therapy. Mm-hmm. You need someone that understands trauma and that If you say I can't do that or it generates uh, PTSD syndromes and when I hear the wind blows in blowing in the leaves, it triggers a stress reaction. You know, it's like you have to have in front of you someone that can understand that and not question it. Mm. So if you think you're weird or crazy because you have weird sensations, know that you're not and probably it's linked to trauma. So just find someone that is able to to hear you not to question you and help you towards that Mm -hmm. to remove the stress reaction Mm -hmm. and yeah
0: yeah thanks and what did you when you said in episode one uh that what you want is not necessarily what you did you i don't remember if you said need i don't think you said need you want
1: i can't remember what i said but basically the idea is that sometimes your brain your mind wants something right and sometimes your heart wants something else right okay let's make it this way and of course it's not a really scientific way to explain it (laughs) (laughs) but i think everybody can get the idea it's like um you're calculating from the brain i'm gonna do this job because I'm gonna get that much money doing that and the market is open. Wow, that's your brain wanting something telling you it, it is good for you. Yeah. Uh if your brain is telling you to be a trader, but your passion, what you really love doing, is being a pianist. You know, there's something that is not going to happen. <laughs> Probably you're gonna keep sabotaging your career as a trader or Uh, just feeling really unhappy you know like uh, having the money having everything your brain told you you were going to get but not being really fulfilled so when when you don't know if it's something you want or if it's something really good for you there's this technique to feel it in your body and really like does it make your heart sing when you imagine yourself in this career or not Um, and and know where this desire comes from. If it comes from your brain, you know, like, it, are you going to upset your parents if you say you want to be a pianist? And when you realize that, when you're aware of that, ask yourself again, like, what is it that I really desire to do? What, what, what do I want when I don't think about other people, when I don't think about my, what my wife wants, my cousin wants? Who am I when nobody's looking? What do I want when nobody is interacting with me? Mm -hmm. And and then I was hearing something very interesting as well about making bold moves in your life and this kind of romantic idea, uh, especially around creativity. Let's say you want to write a book. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe you don't have to struggle financially to do it. And the idea is more to allow you some space in a very financially secure life to do it one step at a time, but to commit to do it. What I mean is that I'm the kind of person that kind of left everything behind and and a little bit like, fuck it, I'm going to make it work. Uh, But I've struggled and I realize now how it felt unsafe in my body, uh, that I pushed myself really hard on some stuff just to move forward and to prove myself that I was going to make it work. Uh, that's not something now looking back that I would recommend to everybody and not because that I'm uh, stronger than anyone. It's just that nobody told me that I really had other options, you know, that I could do it in a gentle way for myself. And now if I had the choice, I would do gentle over, I leave it all behind and let's go crazy and let's just do only what I want because if it doesn't feel safe and you're struggling every day with your survival needs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's not going to put you in right disposition to really like uh, be hard blossom to that vibration it, yeah <laughs> absolutely it's It's really about that, like when you need to put food on the table, yeah. but you want to write the most exciting book of your life, yeah. <sighs> doable and harder.
0: Is it um, linked to limiting beliefs then then that you have to or not seeing the bigger picture or not even imagining there is a bigger picture, you know, when you you think, okay, I have to do it this way. There is only this way that exists, but actually there is not. It's just that you don't know about it, but you can and that. Then it's back to manifestation, right? Visualization, visualization.
1: Or what do you have to say about it? Hmm. When I feel stuck in a in a situation um, about this way of doing things, and there's on, only one way, I tap on it. Because for me it's a limiting belief. And what what limiting beliefs n- means for me, and how do I get rid of it, I would use EFT tapping. So I would calm my nervous sub- my nervous nervous system around this subject. Let's say I wanna to travel to Spain, but it's just not happening. Yeah. The frustration is building up and I keep having the same thought in my mind that, that it's gonna happen this way, that I need a plane to go there, that uh, I need to live in that city and not that city. Yeah. When I release the stress around it, and I, will, I would use EFT tapping because for me it's like the quickest way mm. to do that. Um, it allowed me to really just get more creative. So I still have the goal but I remove all the stress around it. When I don't have the stress, it feels like, you know, these horses that have like these things for the eyes, Mm -hmm. so they they don't really see, it's like you're removing it. And suddenly Mm -hmm. you still have the goal, but without the stress, you can see so many more opportunities. Mm -hmm. You also allow yourself sometimes to talk about it or to just look on Google. Um, Google sometimes is my oracle, you know, I would, (laughs) I have stupid questions, I would type it and sometimes just that, like allowing myself to type it, I would find other people answering. I'm like, hmm, actually, that's an idea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when you don't have the stress, then you're more open to try other things. So, what would be your stress release on the subject? On the subject? It's like you want to change career, you know what you want in your heart. But yeah. you think to make it happen you have to do that or this or yeah. that yeah look for the fear knock it off and see what happens
0: it doesn't have to do so much with limiting beliefs right what you what you said now it's more the fear or the stress behind what you want to do
1: for me it's the same what is a limiting belief and why do you have it it's a protective system. You have a limiting belief because somehow um, it feels unsafe to do things differently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or you've been trained in a certain way and change is means stress in your body. You know, it's like it's scary to change. Like, I've done that this way forever. I've survived. Why would I do it differently?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't or, seem something that
1: feels easy to do.
0: Yeah. Or people I know have done it this way, so I have to do it this way. Typically, my parents, my family, so I don't allow myself to do it differently, or I don't. I don't know it's possible. For me, it was that for many years with the office work I was doing. Uh, my parents both did that, and I thought I think the the limiting belief I had I was not aware of for a long, long, long time was. I have to work in an office to be able to uh, make money. And by making money, I mean not make a ton of money, but afford to live. And that was the belief. And, that, and yeah. then I discovered it's not true. Then I could change. I could do something else.
1: But it's like, what, what are you looking for with this kind of belief in your mind? It's safety. Mm. I think what I always go back to is that there's a fear, so I try to find the fear, you know, what, what, what is my fear about? And it's really linked to safety. If okay. I can make myself feel safe around uh, whatever, then it becomes very easy to just go for it. And there are many techniques, but maybe we can talk about that later, but one of them is also to do affirm- affirmations work that works, but I would couple it with breath work, for example, something that can really like imprint it in the body again. Because <laughs> affirmations work. Um it's kind of super superficial if you just have it in mind. So how can you always like feel it in your cells? <laughs> So it becomes real for every part of you. So I found breathwork very powerful for that. And you don't have to do crazy an hour and a half, like breathwork, 10 minutes, a little bit of affirmation. It is safe to change career. Uh, I can make my own money. I can find many ways to make money and bringing safety all the time. It is safe to make a lot of money. It is safe to do things differently than than my parents Uh, and i would kind of insist on safety and you'd say these sentences
0: before you do the breath work or how do you do that
1: Mm, i would activate with what i call activate with breath work so i would do 10 minutes of just breathing with my jaws really relaxed and just through the mouth and 10 minutes in general it's enough to have enough cortical control release And when my brain is not that present anymore, then I would just go for it. And if you can record it before, Mm. even press play. Even better. Yeah, you just press play because you're just like already, Mm -hmm. your body is relaxed, your brain is kind of on the side, and you just you know, you bring your affirmations really powerful. So
0: inhale through the mouth, exhale through the mouth,
1: and Anything, no pause between, no pause between inhale and exhale, okay. so you can really have more oxygen in your body, in your brain. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. I will that's try it. that. And of course, and as your yogi, something I could use as well that works maybe well enough uh, would be the Nadi Shandana you know, with like alternate breathing and through the nose. Um, I use that with some of my clients that are not comfortable with breathing their mouth open and it's kind of um, too intense for them. I would use that. Just find a way to calm your brain, your body before you you are aware of your affirmations, you know, to create, like you, you want to plant seeds in a field Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can do it like like that and plant seeds and sometimes it's going to work but if you want results you need to prepare your fertile ground yeah. so for me breath work or even yoga you know like opening the body and getting ready um in every dimensions it makes a even more fertile ground that's what i believe in
0: mm. very nice yeah thank you for that little tool um, the tapping you've talked about what where was it you did it you showed the the side of the head what the temp- temple yeah so,
1: um, there are many ways to to tap and uh, maybe that can be a whole episode because when I'm when I started about tapping I just don't stop but to be <laughs> uh, quite quick about it I would describe it as a way to calm my nervous system and once my nervous system is calm, I can remove somehow limiting beliefs that I have in my mind. You know, most of like the, the chatter and the weird reasons we have about not doing things or uh, being upset about this or that. Uh, how I do it, you, I mean, there are many points and you can find uh, different points, different EFT practitioners, but I would use the side of the hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, like They call it the carrot chop, so you get a chop, 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 like a karate um The beginning of your eyebrow, uh, the side of the eye, on the bone, not on the temple, a okay. little bit before that. Right on your cheekbone, under your eye, mm-hmm. under your nose, in between your nose and the mouth. Under your mouth, right under your mouth, yeah, a little bit higher than really your chin.
0: Mm-hmm. here
1: just under your lips basically here on your uh, collarbones like, right in the center i use like a fist soft fist to to tap in the middle and i use the one that would be at my bra strap under my armpit and i do like the, the monkey or the chicken <laughs> that's the chicken we look very and that's the monkey which one is your favorite and the last one on the head you can find the sequence the sequence everywhere on the internet and from my experience i would say it doesn't really matter if you tap all the points some of the points Mm. uh, Mm. it's Mm. definitely better to uh, start with this quite a complete sequence like that and then you can just tap basically i would say that the first the first basic thing would be even before trying to make complicated sentences, people are just like, but I don't know what to tap on. I don't know what to say. Don't say anything. Be present with your thoughts. It's all there. <laughs> don't go anywhere. It's all there. You're upset about something. It's in your mind, right? So just tap and, and you hear your thoughts like, I'm so upset. This person is horrible. <laughs> um, oh. she's so nasty, my God, what did she tell that? I feel so upset, I feel angry. That's enough, do that for five minutes, it's gonna calm your nervous system, you're gonna feel better. That's, you know, like EFT 101. And then there are lots of things you can do with it, you can go deeper. With a practitioner, I could do kind of the same work I do with the coaching, you know, like getting people closer to their emotions. And instead of breathing, I would help them with tapping, the same it's just you know like what tool what tools are there feeling the most comfortable with
0: mm-hmm. awesome thank you Mathilde that's a wrap for now thank you and thank you all for listening